0: Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. And we will dive right into it, Joe. Your game this week, number one Grimsley at Northwest Guilford. The Whirlies, our pick to win the conference, Uh, will have another... Uh, Another chance to prove their dominance over the Metro 4A. Uh, We both think that Grimsley is going to win this one pretty soundly. And uh, from what we hear, uh, Whirly Nation planning on making a a big appearance up uh, in the northwest portion of the county.
1: Yeah, this this is a a good game for for both schools. Northwest is going to get a nice gate out of this game. And Northwest has a lot of young players with some talent, don't have the experience yet, maybe don't have the maturity yet. But this is a good test for them, for those kids to grow up a little bit, to see what a team like Grimsley looks like. You know, a, a team that should win that conference and make a deep state playoff run. You know, you learn and you get better by playing the good teams, and this is an example of that. Uh, Northwest, as I said, young talent, but it, it's been rough this year. They're two and five overall. Lost to Page last week. Uh, Northwest. Unless they pull an upset, they're not going to finish any better than third in that conference. And third in that conference with the out-of-conference records of everyone except Grimsley probably means not making the playoffs, not making it as a wild card. So uh, unless the Vikings can pull the upset of the year, uh, this is going to be probably them being eliminated from playoff contention and Grimsley just having to stay focused and aim for that page game
0: at Marion Kirby Stadium on November 8th to wrap up the regular season. Uh, the next game we want to talk about is number three, Dudley, at Mount Tabor. This is a game that the last few years has been really close. Uh, these are two teams that uh, have expected to fight for that conference championship. Uh, what are you seeing out of this one? I know that we both uh, picked the, uh, the Panthers to come out victorious.
1: Yeah, we, we both have really close scores projected for this one. Mount Tabor has been a problem for the Panthers the last two years. Uh, losing to the to the Spartans a big reason why Dudley hasn't won the conference the last two years the Piedmont Triad 3a and this Mount Tabor team like the ones the last couple of years started slowly and now they're really starting to play some good football the last two years the, the key to the game was Jaquan Albright the Mount Tabor quarterback he's graduated now that's good news for Dudley uh an incredibly talented kid uh true dual threat quarterback uh, an incredible game-winning drive the last time that Dudley went over there and played two years ago. Just, just an epic with no timeout scoring drive to win the game. Had a big game last year. He's at Hutchinson Community College, I believe out in Kansas now. Somebody is going to get a good player when he's done there. But with him gone, I like Dudley's chances a little bit, bit better in this one. The Panthers are still struggling a little bit at times offensively. Their scores might not indicate that. They, they rolled over Smith last week. Uh, but they just haven't quite clicked as well as we think they could on offense. When you've got the backfield that they have, the running backs that they have, when you've got the receivers that they have, Makai Wall, Mike Wyman got his first touchdown catch of the season last year, and that tells you that they've been struggling. When you've got a big, fast target like Mike Wyman, a South Carolina committee who's got hands, who can beat people deep that they hadn't been able to get him on the scoreboard until last week. That tells you that they're still struggling a little bit. Jameer Slade was back at quarterback after having a little bit of a nagging injury. He looked a lot better, sharper. The running game is strong. The other thing that I need to see from Dudley if they're going to make a deep playoff run is They have two of the best defensive linemen in the state, probably in the nation, potentially, and Peyton Page, a junior, Miles Murphy, a senior. They both put up good numbers, but they haven't taken over a game yet, and those two kids, both of them, individually and as a duo, are capable of taking over a game and this is the kind of game where they need to do that, assert themselves, kind of get that momentum rolling toward the playoffs. But we both like Dudley to win a very close game and a very interesting game.
0: Probably our best matchup uh, in the region this week, Eastern Guilford, number 6, at number 5, Southeast Guilford. Yeah, these are the two teams that
1: basically have decided the Mid-Piedmont Uh, Mid 3A conference the last two years since Southeast has been in the same league with Eastern Guilford Southeast dropped down from the Metro 4A Eastern Guilford moved over from the Mid-State 3A in the last realignment Uh, this has been a great matchup between these two teams adding to that rivalry and the the interest in this game, the intrigue a little bit Southeast coach Kennedy Tinsley came from Eastern Guilford where he was an assistant to Doug Robertson there and, and helped build that program Kind of a contrast in styles a little bit. Eastern Guilford, probably the more explosive team. Kamel Smith, the top quarterback in the area in terms of passing yardage. Uh, They've got an explosive running back, Hezekiah Newby. They're going to score quickly if they're going to score. They're going to hit the big play. Kamel Smith throws as good a deep ball as anybody around this area. He and Probably Kyle Pinnock's up at Reedsville throw the best deep ball. You know They've got some receivers who can do some damage that way. Southeast struggled early in the year with some quarterback issues. Walter Kuhlenkamp was a little bit up and down. They tried Jordan Farmer a little bit. That didn't work out. They're back to Camp. But I think what's happened with Southeast is they figured out what their identity is. They are a hard-nosed running football team. Sounds familiar? Even back uh, before Kennedy Tinsley to Fritz Hessenthaler. Maybe running out of different sets. Not running the wing T necessarily, but They've got two very good running backs. Jalen Fairley, who had a 300 yard game a few weeks ago on the ground. Darren McQuitty, who filled in when Jalen Fairley had a hamstring issue, had a couple of 100 yard games. They're going to try to run those guys down Eastern Guilford's throat. They're going to try to control the clock and the ball. The lower the score, the more plays that are run, the more possessions or fewer possessions in this game. I like Southeast chances. If it turns into a higher scoring game, Eastern Guilford, I think is the more explosive team, but I think we both like Southeast
0: to win a very, very tight game and kind of be in control of that conference race. Uh, The final game that we want to take a quick look at is number four, Northeast Guilford hosting Moorhead, not, uh, an attractive game, however, Joe. You are writing about the number four team in our poll. Yeah, talking about the Rams this
1: week. Uh, had had a great conversation with Coach Earl Bates yesterday. Talked to a couple of the key players on that team. They are rebuilding that program to what it was not that long ago. 2012 was the last time they were up to a five and two start. That was Tommy Persley's last year as their head coach. Not coincidentally, they finished seven and four that year. Uh, Northeast used to be a perennial state. Playoff team, when only one or two teams from a conference got into the playoffs, they had a long streak when Coach Persley was there, did some great things. There's a lot of history there, a lot of tradition. They're trying to recapture that. This is year three for Earl Bates there. Uh, One of his previous stops was Moorhead. His last year at Moorhead, he took the Panthers deep into the playoffs. They knocked off Havelock. They did some great things on the road. He knows how to build a football team. I think it 's taken a little bit longer than than he thought it was, and that would and that 's something i 'll talk about in the story that you know they they feel like they 've got the program turned around. But the support from the school hasn't quite gotten there yet. They're hoping that with some wins this year, that may happen. They had a big win over Northern Guilford a few weeks ago, 35-21. Had a tough loss to Eastern Alamance, which is, looks like clearly the best team in the mid-state 3A. And that game, Northeast had some turnovers, and that was kind of the separation in that game after they beat Eastern Alamance last year. Things are definitely turning for Northeast. A lot of it is the attitude. The players all talk about how uh, Coach Bates expects it to be business, when they beat Northern Guilford, there was no wild celebration. There was no yelling, screaming, jumping around. They shook hands. They went over. They talked about what they did well, what they needed to work on, and they moved on to the next game. That's the key to getting that thing turned around. The expectations have been raised. But uh, they know that Moorhead is not going to be an easy win. Uh, Lynn Stadler's has done a good job up there since replacing Earl Bates. They don't have necessarily the athletes that Northeast does. Uh, but It's a good football team. Those two guys know each other going all the way back to Reedsville High School coaching. They know each other inside and out. They know what to expect. And Northeast is going to get a test, but I like Northeast's chances in this game. I like their chances to be either 8-3 or 9-2 for the regular season. The one game left that they have that would be a really big win for them, that will be a real challenge, is Western Alamance. After playing uh, Moorhead, they're also going to play McMichael and Rockingham County. Those are two teams you've got to figure that that they would beat. So it, it's it's a question of eight and three or nine and two. Huge step for that program. The kids have put the work in. The coaches have put the work in. It's good to see Northeast Guilford Rams
0: coming back. It certainly is. That'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. We'll be back next week with plenty more right here on HSExtra.com. Take care, everybody.